Hello everybody, my name is James Hill and welcome back to yet another episode of the Talkin' Bucks podcast. How is everybody doing? I know, I know. It's been a good long while since we have had an episode of this podcast. The month of November was a really tricky month, right? I had my birthday, which took up some time. I had the holidays. Hopefully everybody had themselves a good Thanksgiving, which took up a lot of time. And then I just had, quite frankly, some issues uploading the episodes that I had recorded for the month of November onto the podcasting platform that we use here at Bucks Nation. It was a lot of headaches, a lot of confusion on my end, but hopefully we have got some things sorted now. You guys will know if it is sorted if this episode and future ep- uh, future episodes are uploaded. So the hope here is that we can continue our regularly scheduled programming over here at the Talkin' Bucks podcast. I will be uploading a few more podcast episodes this month for December to compensate for the lack of episodes in November. But, you know, it's kind of funny and ironic in a way. Uh, In the episodes for November, I had talked a lot about Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich and how the Bucks' offense was struggling and they had just came off of a very frustrating loss against the Cleveland Browns and now we have this game that just wrapped up versus the New Orleans Saints and that's going to be the topic of this episode today is that game versus the Saints. This is literally being recorded the day after the game has finished and I have a lot of thoughts on that game and I want to go ahead and start Firstly, with the offense. Look, folks, the fact that the Buccaneers won this game is great. It's fantastic. The Buccaneers move on to a 6-6 record. They sweep the Saints, which is an absolutely phenomenal feeling. And, uh, you know, they get back up to 500 football. It was a late win. It's just, just, you know, good feelings all around, right? Good feelings all around. But it is also a fact that this Buccaneers offense, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, did not do essentially anything through three uh, and a half quarters of this football game. You scored two touchdowns in the last six minutes of the game for the Bucs. Before that, you had three measly points. And at that point, before the Bucs come back, before the, you know, win that Tom Brady was able to pull out of the jaws of defeat. Folks, I had seen enough of this offense. I mean, I always go and live stream on social media for the Bucks games and react. And I was sitting there thinking, man, oh man, at this point, Byron Leftwich, he's got to go. There's no excuse anymore. How could you defend the offensive output week in and week out, and then something like that was to happen if the score would have stayed the same, a final score of 16-3 to before the comeback was made. In my opinion, there would have been no defending it, and I you know, would have joined, fully been in that camp that's saying, hey, Byron Leftwich, man oh man, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to defend this guy now after an output like that, but things were able to turn around, and, and things did end for the better for the Bucks. 
They were able to get those two touchdown drives, but the point still stands and is still present that this Bucks offense got a lot of work to do. Now, obviously, Tom Brady, Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, they were all able to save this game, and possibly in the case of Byron Leftwich, possibly even save his job as well, but look, this offense has got a lot of work, folks. Tom Brady threw an interception in that game, had a missed throw or two to Julio Jones, all things that he wishes he had back, of course, and it is rare for Brady to make the occasional really bad-looking interception or miss a deep throw here or there, but this offense still has some questions. They are doing some things better at this point in the year than what we have seen earlier in the year i think the starting of nick leverett at left guard is an upgrade over luke gedicke i'm still very mad that nick leverett was not the starting left guard in the first place i put that on byron leftwich he's an offensive coordinator he needs to know which guys he is going to best be able to be out there and he failed in that evaluation of luke gedicke and nick leverett until luke gedicke got hurt um I like the idea of Rashad White getting a 60-40 type split with Leonard Fournette. That being Leonard Fournette getting 60% of the snaps, Rashad White getting 40% of the snaps. That was pretty much cut exactly in that percentages in this recent New Orleans Saints game. It was actually Leonard Fournette played exactly 60% of the Bucks' offensive snaps. Rashad White played 41 percent of the Bucks offensive snaps but the point still stands that that's a pretty even 60 40 split there would love to see that continue Rashad White I think he's looked very good this year he had the game winning touchdown in last night's game and that was a fantastic thing to see you love to see that we need to see more of that moving forward from the Bucks offense and you know there have been some guys who have had some good moments here and there Kate Otten I think has done a decent job Keith has had some good moments in certain types of situations mike evans has done some okay stuff but folks there's still a lot of questions and i know people are gonna blame a lot of different factors right injuries have plagued themselves julio jones hasn't been healthy the entire year russell gage hasn't been healthy the entire year tristan Wirfs is dealing with an injury now josh wells is in there at right tackle luke gedeke was hurt although seems like that might be for the better uh, Ryan Jensen is obviously out for the year. The Bucks let Alex Kappa go into free agency and Ali Marpet retired. They have Shaq Mason there at right guard who's been fantastic. And you have Nick Levert there at left guard who I feel like is doing a serviceable job. And Robert Hainsey is there at center. So I, But I do still understand where people are saying, hey, it's not the same team. I do totally understand that. But I don't think Byron Leftwich has done enough as an offensive coordinator to work around or make the most of the talent that he has available and at the end of the day folks look as i said nick levert i think he's done a serviceable job as a left guard i think robert hainsey right now pro football focus has him ranked as the 13th best center in the league he's a top half center in this league folks shaq mason is well and above a top right guard or a top guard period in this league he's ranked 19th out of 86 guards i believe something along those lines the one biggest thing that you can point to on the offensive line is that yeah tristan Wirfs is out now josh wells is josh wells i've gone into length about josh wells and how really the bucks do need to get some better depth specifically at right tackle left tackle they have brandon walton i feel like they're in a good spot there but right tackle gotta figure that out 
But left tackle, Donovan Smith, he has struggled the past few games. He was pretty decent earlier on in the year, but he's in a really rough stretch of play right now. He's the most penalized player on the Buccaneers team, period, so far this year. And uh, I believe he has the most holding penalties since 2015 for offensive linemen, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that's what I saw posted or reported. So Donovan Smith's been struggling a little bit. Even in the game that the Bucks won last night, Donovan Smith. Bucks had a game-winning touchdown. Throw to Chris Godwin. Touchdown. Holding penalty. Donovan Smith gets brought back. Folks, I tell you what, I thought that was the game. And I was so, so disappointed uh, and just frustrated. And... I don't know what's going on with Donovan Smith. I get it. He's had two incredibly tough matchups back-to-back. You play Miles Garrett, and then you play the New Orleans Saints. That's not easy. But Smith has definitely got to play better down the stretch to help solidify this offensive line. It's going to be a couple more weeks before Wirfs can come back. And your interior O-line's playing pretty good. Smith's got to play and step up as well. He's had a couple of bad games. It's not the end of the world. But it is something worth making a note of. But despite all of that, I, I want to bring this back to Byron Leftwich. He's got to do a better job as offense coordinator, man. You know, if you have a lot of people pointing out both in fan circles and in media circles, hey, the play calling hasn't been it, it's probably telling you something. And maybe something needs to change here. The run game has been ineffective. Things have just looked so clunky and off regarding this offense. And... Yes, the Bucks won, but we need to see more of the last two drives in this New Orleans Saints game across the entirety of a game for the Bucks. And guess what? You've got an entirely different team. An entirely different team. So that's what I want to see from the offense. If that happens, folks, I, I think we see a Buccaneers team that is just as good, if not better, than some of the teams we've seen the past couple of years. That's even including, you know, the 2020 Super Bowl team. Because I want to jump to these guys, the defense. The defense has been fantastic. And that continued in this game. And some people may say, well, the Saints offense, it's not that good. Folks, you got an offense that has Alvin Kamara, has Mark Ingram, has Chris Olave, who's been an absolute beast this year. Really underrated for the Offensive Rookie of the Year uh, awards. They have Taysom Hill, which as much as it pains me to admit it, Taysom Hill, he's a weapon. They've got a decent enough offensive line. And they've got Andy Dalton at quarterback. Now, I don't necessarily care what side anybody is on with the Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston debate, whatever that may be. It's not even the Bucs, so it doesn't matter to me. But I will say that Andy Dalton is a competent veteran quarterback. He took the Cincinnati Bengals to the playoffs multiple, multiple times throughout his career. So he is a guy who knows what he's doing. As much as Saints fans and general NFL fans like to trash Pete Carmichael, I believe that's the Saints offensive coordinator, uh, you know, the Saints have still got some weapons, and it isn't necessarily a cakewalk for the Bucks, right? Especially whenever they're down, guys like Shaq Barrett, Antoine Winfield Jr., Mike Edwards, those are all guys who have been who, who were out of that game for the Bucks. Sean Murphy Bunting. You had a lot of people that were out. And the Bucks defense still stepped up in a huge, huge way. And I, I definitely want to talk about some players. Keanu Neal, 
I mean, man, oh man, possibly the play of the game when he, it was a third and 17, I believe, a pass was thrown to Taysom Hill, Keanu Neal just smacked him and got the ball out of Taysom Hill's hands, that was probably the play of the game and saved the Bucks game there. The Saints then had to punt, the Bucks would go down and win. I think that Keanu Neal's done a really good job in terms of filling in, being a rotational safety with Mike Edwards, with Antoine Winfield Jr., with Logan Ryan. I, I really do think that Keanu Neal's done a good job. I don't know what his future holds. Maybe he's made himself some more money elsewhere around the league. I'd love to see him back in a Buccaneers uniform, especially whenever you got a guy like Mike Edwards and Logan Ryan who have got expiring contracts as well. If you were to tell me that Antoine Winfield Jr. and Keanu Neal were our starting safeties next year, I wouldn't be mad about that. I'd, I'd be fine with that. Neal's still pretty young, good guy, good player. Really happy that he was able to make that play because he deserves it. He had a couple of rough years there with the Cowboys and injuries and whatnot. That seems like a big comeback play for Keanu Neal, and I was happy to see that. Also, I thought Keanu Neal really set the tone in terms of laying the smackdown on some guys, specifically Mark Ingram. And I don't hate Mark Ingram necessarily, but he is a bully type of runner. And I just hate seeing running backs, you know, run that way against the Bucks. those big bruiser bully type running backs. So when I said Keanu Neal lay a couple of big shots on Ingram, that warmed my heart because it helped set the tone for the Bucks defense to say, hey, we're not going to let you bully run all over us, man. And it really did help set the tone. So I thought Neo had a really good game. I really I really do. Logan Ryan came back into action. He played all the snaps on defense, so shout out to him for that. Cornerbacks were a little bit shaky. Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean got beat a couple of times by Rashid Shahid, I believe is his name. Zion McCollum was in for the injured Sean Murphy bunting. He struggled a little bit in that game as well, but he was playing nickel, something he hasn't done yet in the NFL. So I think the cornerbacks played okay. The front seven, I thought, played a pretty decent game. Levante David was Levante David. He was fantastic. We all know this. It's Levante David, folks. He's he's really good. I was a little scared whenever it looked like he might have sustained a calf injury, but he was able to recover from that and get back out on the field and finish the game. Shout out to David. He is always fantastic. Devin White was pretty quiet and absent in this game. Had a couple of tackles here or there, but overall didn't see White too much. He might have missed a tackle, but... It is what it is. That's Devin White. The edge rushers. Carl Nassib. Another humongous play. Getting a sack late in the game on Andy Dalton. He also had a pass defended. Is Carl Nassib going to be kind of the main guy at that pass rushing position? I mean, you have Joe Tron Shoinka. Of course, he's going to get his snaps. You have Anthony Nelson, who actually technically had the Lions share. I believe he played in 70% of the defensive snaps, which was the most by far for all the edge rushers for the Bucks in that game. But I definitely think Carl Nassau deserves more playing time. Heck, he might even re-sign with the Bucks once the season is done. He's looked that good. Seems like he is not missing a beat with the Bucks, getting back into Todd Bull's defense. Really impressed with Nassib. You know, and I will say, all four of the Bucks edge rushers, I thought, 
not just did good in this game, but in the absence of Shaq Barrett, I have been so impressed with Jotron Shoenka, Anthony Nelson, Carl Nassib, and Jannard Avery. I think that all four of those guys have been able to generate pressure, get hits on the quarterback, and really just proves the depth that the Bucks have on their outside edge rushing linebacker unit. Really happy with all of those guys. If they all come back, I mean, some of them, you know, Nassib, Nelson, Avery, they all have expiring deals. We'll see if they are, any of them are brought back. But I could also, wouldn't be surprised to see a guy like Nelson go out and make some money elsewhere. Maybe you bring back Nassib and Avery and just let Nelson go. That could be something, who knows, but... The Bucks have themselves a pretty decent group of edge rushers, in my opinion. Defensive line, Akeem Hicks, Vita Vea, Will Golson had a couple of plays in there. Rakeem Nunez Rochez had a couple of plays in there. The big guys in that D-line really help out the edge rushers as well. Can't be stated enough, so... I thought the defense played some good stuff, man. They've been doing it all year. The offense hasn't necessarily been complimentary. I already talked about that. But all in all, thought the defense really helped really they were so so instrumental in terms of keeping this bucks team alive in this game and then even special teams you know jay kamart had another fantastic game ryan suck up made all of his kicks which doesn't sound like a big deal but if he doesn't make that extra point at the end of the at the end of the game guess what we go to overtime so the special teams has been good as well there's a player who was released uh you know jalen darden we'll probably talk about that in a future podcast episode but Jalen Darn I thought he did good did fine as a returner the Bucks obviously don't think so because they waived him after the game again I'll probably talk about that in the very next podcast episode that'll be uploaded after this one but all in all the defense and special teams helped out tremendously for the Bucks today and the offense right at the end was able to get it done and I think that whenever you look at the defense and the special teams here of this Bucks team, it's it's a playoff team. If you're looking at just those two units, but if you look at that offense, it's baffling how low the offense of this Bucks team drags it down. And something's got to change. And I get it. We're at week, what, 13, 14? I think we're at week 14 now. The Bucks' offense is pretty much going to be what it is. Unless something, a miracle, something crazy happens, I don't know. But, all in all, a win's a win. Was there some stuff to criticize? Yeah, but there was also a lot of stuff that I, that was definitely worth praise. Worth a good review. And, hey, the Bucks sweep the Saints, which just, it warms my heart, man. It warms my heart. Essentially knocked the Saints out of the playoffs. Bucks are in really in the driver's seat for the NFC South. And they play the San Francisco 49ers next, which is not an easy matchup. Not an easy matchup, man. But, you know, at the end of the day, we'll see what the Buccaneers can do to continue this momentum they've built for themselves. It's so ironic. They beat the Rams and the Saints this year, but struggled against teams like the Panthers, the Steelers, the Browns. I know the Browns are better than what their record was, but what a weird year so far for the Bucks, man. What a weird, weird year. 
folks, that's it for the game review. That's it for this podcast episode. In the next one, we're going to be talking about some moves that the Buccaneers have made regarding their roster. They let go of a recent draft pick. I already spoiled it. It's Jalen Darden. We'll be talking about that as well as some other practice squad moves that they made. And uh, some things along those lines. So, folks, I'll see you all in the next podcast episode. Until then, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you all enjoyed. But until then, and as always, guys, goodbye for now. And go Bucks.